Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. I'm your man, Smitty, and we're here to discuss sleeper, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, you name it, league-winning sleepers, guys that you're going to get that are going to come in and potentially win you a league. And on screen here, these aren't all of them. These are some of them. These are guys that I feel that I've pinpointed as deep sleepers because sometimes people get mad at you when you say sleeper and you say something like, uh, Javante Williams is being slept on, which is an accurate statement. People can sleep on a big name player. I don't care how anybody else defines it. This is my world. I decide what goes on here. And in my world, in my courtroom, a big name sleeper can exist. All you have to do is throw a label next to it. All you got to say is a, a second round sleeper. A sleeper is anybody being slept on. Period. Doesn't matter what anybody else says or defines, or tries to tell me what I got to do in my own courtroom, I can do whatever I want in my courtroom. Like Joe Burrow, I'm going to smoke this this pipe here, and then I'm going to make a ruling, and I'm going to rule that sleepers can be anybody. Javante can be slept on. Boom, sleeper. DeAndre Swift going at 14. He's being slept on. Someone's driving, not even looking, sleeping at the wheel. Sleeping, there you go, sleeper. Anybody can be a sleeper, but for this particular episode, I decided to throw down a few people here that I think are deeper, deeper guys. Guys are getting in round 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Tyler Algier could be a league winner. Tony Pollard, who we just drafted in the Throne League with the 6.12, practically a 7th round pick, league winner. Winner, Ty Davis-Price, you know I like, you know I like Eli Mitchell. I'm drafting Eli Mitchell in the sixth round if he falls, maybe 5.12 or something like that if I get, if I get, you know, sniped at running back. But you have to cuff Eli Mitchell to Ty Davis-Price. If you don't, you're literally running the risk of, of buying a very expensive vehicle and it having no rims or tires come mid-season. You have to get the tires and the rims. The tires and the rims in this example are Ty Davis Price. Get them. Get them. Rashad White is coming for Leonard Fournette's job. Lenny. Lenny comes in way overweight. Dropping footballs. Comes in with Tom Brady reportedly. Birdie's whispering in my ear in the offseason. You guys don't think I have people that I talk to? You know, there's people come in here and go, who are you? Who do you? Why, why do you know something? You don't think I have people that, that, that are beat reporters or friends with people that are connected to people. You don't think I hear things. Tom Brady wanted another pass catcher on roster. 
They brought in Giovanni Bernard because of that. They wanted somebody they could trust catching the football. They didn't develop anybody last year or trust anybody last year that came in that pulled in the football the way Tom Brady wanted. Tom Brady wanted another pass catcher drafted onto this roster and Leonard Fournette comes in overweight and dropping footballs. Let me ask you a question for you Leonard Fournette truthers out there that already own him in some dynasty league. So you're like, Fournette's going to be great, Smitty. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Hold on, Fournette. Be quiet. I'll, I'll speak here. What are you talking about, Smitty? What are you talking about? How on earth, Smitty, are you going to say that to me? That Leonard Fournette is going to be, his job is going to be taken by some rookie. Watch Rashad White film. If you haven't watched Rashad White film, you shouldn't even open your mouth right now on the topic of Leonard Fournette. You really have nothing to say because Leonard Fournette is petrified. Leonard Fournette, if he's watched any of Rashad White's film, he knows that he runs better than him. He knows he's more elusive than him. He knows that he's harder to tackle. Yes, you heard me right. Harder to tackle than Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette walked into a good situation. Okay, Leonard Fournette was given when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply up on sent packing out of jacksonville one more strike leonard fournette don't mess up goes out and gets arrested they were they move on they say get out of here leonard fournette we've had enough you're a cancer in the locker room and you're not doing what we want on the field he doesn't catch footballs the way that you want to drops footballs he has had a season where they force fed him and he, he did pull in more passes than you ever thought he would one season of course, he's got the ability to. Anybody in the NFL has the ability to, to catch footballs and to play a whole lot better than they should in one category or, or another. The dude's not a PPR, natural PPR guy. Drops footballs, comes in. If I'm, if, if, if I'm Leonard Fournette and I'm trying to keep my job and the team drafts some young, up-and-coming reception monster in Rashad White. What am I going to do? Show up overweight and drop footballs? He shows up overweight dropping footballs. Does that sound like a motivated man to fend off a hungry kid in Rashad White that comes in and says, I'm not, he said this, I'm not here to ride the bench. I came here to start. He didn't say this part, but I like to, I like to think he did. This is how I remember it anyway. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I, myself, I'm telling you, I'm saying what I'm trying to say. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Time for a Smitty rant.
here we are. Here we are again. Yet again, rant time. Okay, look, ladies and gentlemen, this one's simple. Where's my football? This one's simple. If I'm Leonard Fournette and the team drafts this kid, Rashad White, whoever everybody's got pegged as probably the best pass catcher, this is the ETN of this NFL draft class, the running back class. This is the ETN. ETN by far the best catcher in his draft class in terms of the running backs. This guy, Rashad White, comes in. The best catcher in his draft class. And you walk in. Leonard Fournette walks in. Over, I'm sorry I'm sorry if this is a little offensive to some people. Walks in a little overweight. Dropping footballs left and right. Can't, can't catch. Oh, hey, Rashad. Hey, what's up, buddy? Rashad comes in. This is Rashad White. Ready? I'm here to start. Which one do you like? Case in point. Which one do you... What looks better? A? What's up, buddies? (laughs) Or? B, I'm here to start. Which one looks better? The answer is Rashad White. Rashad White's coming. Rashad White to the moon. Rashad White's the best pass catcher in the draft class. Rashad White is a 900 and 900 type of of hybrid Alvin Kamara, taller, stronger than Alvin Kamara. Yes, you heard me. You heard me in the back. Could he fail? He absolutely could. That's why we're stealing him away in later rounds. Am I asking anybody to go draft Rashad White round five? No, please, please. We're probably going to mock draft tonight. If one of you drafts Rashad White in round four or five and has a big grin on your face like, Smitty, did I do good? I'm going to get my megaphone out. I'm going to tell you to take a lap, and I'm going to tell you you didn't understand the assignment or pay attention during class. Nobody under any circumstance should be reaching more than a half a round or a round above his ADP. That means if you're sitting there and on the pre-rank list, Rashad White is sitting there 10 running backs away, not 10 spots, 10 running backs away. You better not even be looking in his direction. If he's 15 overall picks away on the pre-rank list and you're sitting there, why not wait if you are picking eight picks away, five picks away, you have really close picks back to back or something. Wait. If you've got to wait an entire round, come back around, you're almost waiting 20-something picks, by all means, if he's the 15th ranked player on the board, take him. But please... Please, I've been begging you not to draft Kenneth Walker in round four and five in our mock drafts. If a if a person comes into our, our mock draft and sees us drafting Kenneth Walker in four and five, what do you think they think of us? Okay, we need to be civilized in this community. We need to make sure we don't get overexcited about the sleepers and start grabbing them, picking them off left and right and at four or five rounds reaching. Like... Kenneth Walker, guys, sixth round. At the early, sixth round. Rashad White, I don't even know where his ADP is. We're probably talking at least, I would say, round nine. 9.1 to 10.1, probably. If anybody else has a different idea of where Rashad White's going, please let me know. Please let me know. Where's he going in your draft? Where's Rashad White going in your draft? 
Good Lord. Back on point, Rashad White. We took care of Rashad White. Tony Pollard is next. Tony Pollard is a league winner. I understand that some of you feel like Zeke Elliott. I'm going to try not to get... I'm going to try not to trigger another another rant on this one. I realize some of you feel like... 73 in here and only 31 thumbs up, says Terry. Terry's on patrol, guys, and he's not happy. Terry. Terry. Hey, Terry. Terry's on patrol. So please go ahead and punch that thumb up button. Um... I know a lot of you like Zeke Elliott. This is a tough one for me because I'm a big Zeke Elliott, uh, Zeke Elliott believer. Um, uh, Michael Watley says Rashad White's a bench warmer. Somebody screenshot that. Thanks, Michael, for the content. Hey, hey, Michael, we need a number of you Rashad White doubters to keep his ADP at bay. So we welcome, we welcome this. Zeke Elliott... Look, this one's tough for me because I have some nostalgia, you know, feelings going on here with Zeke. He's one of the last OGs that could that could literally like you you got, you know, the Tomlinsons, the Gores, the you know, the guys that can do it for multiple years, the Adrian Petersons, who's he's just now out of the league AP. He's been hanging on. Zeke Elliott, if there is a running back in the entire NFL that can kind of linger for for two or three more years it's it's probably Elliot he is the one running back that fits the mold of the Adrian Petersons the Frank Gores the Tomlinsons the guy that that can play an extreme amount of games or seasons like and and hang on for like two or three really bad seasons you know what I'm saying but that said his MCL injury, we talked about this earlier on the other show. His MCL injury, this ligament on, on the side of the, the knee, is one of the most sensitive ligaments of all of these in terms of pain, in terms of getting it healed. When you get a helmet that gets hit oftentimes in the middle of the knee, that happens all the time. It can get sore, it can re-tear, it's hard to heal. This MCL on the side of the knee here, when I tore my knee up, it went like this, sideways. I tore my MCL, I tore my LCL, I tore my meniscus, I tore my ACL, which is in the middle. There's the PCL and the ACL. I tore my ACL. Uh, I tore my knee up pretty badly. I didn't tear my PCL or my patellar tendon on that knee injury. I tore my patellar tendon on the other knee, uh, on my good knee. Uh, <laughs> but on uh, in this particular case, when I tore my MCL, that was the most painful part. That was the part that took the longest to heal. That was the ligament that I felt five years later constantly in pain. And I know I'm no Zeke Elliott. I know I'm no... You don't need to remind me and just underhand, you know, underhanded compliment me right now, okay? You don't need to come in and say, Smitty, you don't need to remind me I'm not an NFL athlete and just come in and drop something like that. I don't need to hear it. I understand that. I'm not a moron, okay? But I do know that I played football. I played basketball. I played organized intramural football, even in college, okay? So I know a little thing or two about some wiggle, some left and right action, some planting, swift, you know, uh, 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 spin move. I had it down, baby. And your boy Smitty felt that MCL pain for five years. It'd get cold. Oh, it would ache. My point being is that don't think just because Zeke Elliott's MCL 
healed that he's not going to have other issues with it this season one less than one year later um it's a it's a brutal injury it's a brutal injury that doesn't necessarily go away really quickly i have a lot of experience with with injuries in terms of reporting on it and having the knee injuries myself so i do have a vast uh assortment of of stories and examples and pattern recognition to throw at you it's not me just coming out here trying to play doctor okay um I know I'm not a doctor, I don't pretend to be a doctor, but I I am probably the closest YouTuber that is not a doctor to give you advice on injuries. There are doctors out there, a lot of my friends that know a whole lot more about it than I do, and I bring them on the show once in a while to set me straight, but I have a pretty good grasp of this stuff. Call back, I accidentally missed or rejected you. Um, Anyway... Zeke Elliott's likely to get hurt if he's fed too much in 2022. Here, here are the facts. His mileage, his usage, his carry, his carry number is breaching 1,700 carries. There is no relevant running back whatsoever in the NFL that has a 1,700 carry total that they're breaching. And for anybody to think he's going to continue at the pace he needs to be a top 15 overall running back, or let's call him a top 25 overall player... The amount of volume that he would need, he won't hold up under that workload and that assignment. And if he gets scaled back too much, he's not going to produce even close to what you want. So he's a waste of a pick. So it's a double-edged sword. It's kind of like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is the only other player that has that, that concern of mileage that you can't really compare to anybody else. And you can't defend it. Derrick Henry may have less mileage. Go ahead and call back. I actually hung up on you. Derrick Henry has less mileage than Zeke when it comes to carries, but his amount of carries and volume in a tight window is so alarming, so alarmingly different than anybody else in the NFL or in NFL history. It's crazy. He's literally fed 90, uh, 90, 27 to 29 carries a game. 27 to 29 carries a game. And... And his efficiency has been down because he literally is getting older, losing a step. It's harder for him to to hit the hole the same way. And people are a little confused on that because they see a guy with a stat total at the end of the game, at the end of the year, that is shockingly high. Even when he got hurt, it's like, hey, he led the league in rushing for multiple weeks after he was already out for the season. Um, But he was overfed. It wasn't that he was ultra efficient. He had massive and massive amounts of volume. If you take a look at his his uh, uh, game log for his career, he he went from four point nine, or he went from five point four yards per carry to four point three last year. That's almost a yard per carry drop. That's that that's tough. That's tough. That tells you something about the offense. It tells you something about the carries he's getting. It tells you something about the efficiency. That's a big drop off. And if anybody thinks the the rapture of A.J. Brown from the roster and only replacing him with a rookie in, in Traylon Burks that, that has a lot of questions at this point, let's be honest. The guy I liked a lot coming out of the draft, but now I have a lot of questions about how quickly he's going to translate the asthma. Is he in shape? What's going on? Is he going to pick things up quickly? No one really knows, and I don't know that Traylon Burks feels to me like a rock-solid immediate answer. Maybe he develops into something 
in a year and a half to two years from now when they get to uh, uh, Malik Willis in there. But right now with the pressure on Tannehill looking over his shoulder because the team drafted a quarterback, which is a very, very big mind game for a guy like Tannehill who isn't like Aaron Rodgers playing that game where he's like, okay, you draft uh, you draft uh, Jordan Love behind me. Annoying, but that's not going to affect me. This is Tannehill where he's not a good quarterback. He's a mediocre quarterback that was disguised as almost a good quarterback because his team was good. The record was good. Derrick Henry was good. A.J. Brown was good. The offense could move the football down the field. This is like one of those Jimmy G situations where it's like, is it Jimmy G or is it the team? And people that know what they're talking about, people that can evaluate properly, know that Jimmy G is getting carried or was getting carried by the Niners. And that's why Trey Lance is going to blow up. Little, little Trey Lance. Little Trey to the Lance moon. Shot. Just slipped that one right in there. Uh, but when it comes to when it comes to the Titans, I don't even know why I got on this topic. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, I, I, he's gonna he's gonna fall off because the offense isn't gonna move the football down the field. The offense is gonna struggle to get first downs. The offense won't live in the red zone. The offense won't put Derrick Henry in a position to score touchdowns. Uh, dial in again. I don't know what's going on with the phone line. <sighs> I, how do we even get on Derrick Henry? We were talking about Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, Zeke Elliott, Derrick Henry. The only two running backs that I that I struggle with believing in this year, almost no matter where their ADPs are. Zeke Elliott is looking at a younger, stronger, faster, more efficient player nipping at his heels. The Cowboys will be loyal to to Zeke Elliott to start off the year. The moment Zeke Elliott falters, looks inefficient, they'll put more and more Tony Pollard into the equation. Tony Pollard's already going to be in the equation, so there's a natural ability for this guy. Is this going to answer this time? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty, it's Denny. Denny. I pre- yeah, it's Denny. I appreciate the love from uh, the graveyard, uh, from everything. Man, I, I got to tell you, I freaking love you. Yeah, wait, so Denny, hold on, hold on yeah. a second, Denny. I'm going to be a little hard on you and critical on you. Please don't get all upset because you flipped out on me the other day. I won't. You went to the you went to the bar. Uh, you got a little tipsy. Hold on, hold on, Denny. You got a little tipsy. You called up. You were absolutely in love with the show. You were talking about stuff. You you were, you were sounding good. You were bringing the thunder. You were a little tipsy. We had fun. Yeah. It, it brought a little excitement to the show. No one had a problem with it. Then you you get into the text. You say, yeah. "I apologize. I embarrassed myself." I said, "Don't, don't, Denny, don't apologize for being you." Okay, Denny, you brought fire. You were a little tipsy. It was okay, <laughs> and then everything seemed cool. You called me back again. Yeah. Okay, you called me back again. I'm still yeah. live, and you asked me I'm some weird. Qu- you asked me some weird questions, but it was okay. We still didn't care, Denny. You were being you. you were be- Hold on. Denny. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Hold no, on, I, hold on, hold I, on, dude. I, you I appreciate, it. yeah. Whatever. It Denny, was. hold yeah, on. I appreciate you. Oh, hold All on. Right, Denny, are you drinking again? Denny, listen to me. All right, I'm listening now, Smitty. Sergeant, dude, I'm right here. I freaking love you. I, lo- I love the gas. I love the graveyard shit. So I'm right here. What? Yeah. Denny. I was not alive. I, I, I was not alive. 
Denny, listen. Hold on one second. Slow down. <laughs> I love right. you, Denny. Okay. Nothing, nothing has changed. But for some reason, okay. you got off the last time we talked thinking I did something. I don't even know where you... I'm, I'm, Denny, I'm busy. I'm running a live no. stream. There's, there's nothing I could have possibly done. I think you tried to call into no, the phone you line. No, no, you, you were nothing but the best. No, you were nothing I, but the best. I don't. No, 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 no. Exactly. Daddy, exactly. Daddy, hold on. Yeah, hold, and, Daddy, Daddy, we got to paint the picture for the audience. They don't know what's going on. So you you literally, I think I turned the phone line off, Denny. And then, Denny, I think you tried okay. to call and you thought I blocked you because the phone line was off. I don't have the phone line on the whole show all the time because, you know, people will call in when I'm in the middle of a rant. And so you go into the comments yeah. of my YouTube channel and say, this yeah. content like sucks. Like Smitty blocked me. This content sucks. Smitty, yeah. remember when Smitty liked Mike White? You went into my comments, oh. Denny, and right. started attacking me. Oh. Awful, awful, awful. Oh, man. I'm not, I'm not proud. But uh, you know what I like? Uh, was that all you boys? Like. Well, I'll have my back on that whole thing, but no, no, I, I was way out of line on that one. You wouldn't believe, uh, you know, because uh, I got my ass kicked at the uh, meeting. You know what I mean? I was like my my dollar ninety nine uh, meeting. Uh, I got my ass kicked over that. You know, like you're the talent, but you you don't understand. Like I got my ass. Kicked. <laughs> Denny, Denny, take an Uber. I appreciate you, Denny. Don't don't think anything negative when you hang up here. You're always welcome back. You're on the graveyard. I'll even show you right now. I put you on the tombstones. Graveyard. You're, you're, you're on the one. Right. Benny Blanco told me that I was on the main tombstone. You're on one um, of the main tombstones, bro. And 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 and, and you uh, know, please be safe getting home. We need to make sure this stays fictitious. Okay, Denny, I don't like the idea of you out you out drinking and, and driving, so make sure you, you Uber home, okay? I, I wasn't driving. Okay. I, yeah, I wasn't drinking and driving. Uh, no, no I, I know you guys have my back. No, I wasn't drinking okay. and driving. Okay, no no uh, more I, no I, more attacking me in my comments while I'm just busy working hard like a little bee over here, okay? For you, Denny. I work for you. Smitty, I love you. Smitty, I love you. I'm so sorry. No problem. Denny, I'm a very forgiving man, Denny. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you later. I'm going to keep the the show flowing, all right? Oh, by the way, no, no, this is guy that's copying you. You want to hear me? You what? This is guy copying you. I'm dead ass. Dead ass. It's on. It rhymes with, um, what the hell is it? The guy that does this thing, he's copying you. It's, um, dead, uh, no, um, <laughs> he goes, I'm a hair panel. I'm a daylight. This guy is copying you, right? Who's I'm copying me, man. Denny? Who's copying me, Denny? Uh, hey, I'm going to tell you who's copying you, and I know my soldiers know this. They're copying you, Smitty, right? This guy is doing, you, you know how you do the thing, which I think is funny. When you, even when you're like, man, man, you go, man. hey, oh, really? Oh, you think that's that? And then you get on the thing, and you go, oh, hey, Smitty, I do that. 
there's this guy on um this uh he's copying and I gotta get the soldiers uh together. No, you know, I don't he's we don't need the- we don't need to send anybody anywhere to cause havoc. We just need to focus on ourselves. Like, people copy me all the time. Denny, it's okay. Denny, get home safe. If you're home right now, just get all snug inside the bed. Go to go to sleep to the Fantasy Football Show. I'll whisper sweet nothings in your ear all for the next hour talking fantasy football. Denny, I appreciate you. I got to hang up on you right now. But, Denny, I, I, Denny. I love you, You're the best, yeah. Yeah, you're the best, He does, though, but he does that, um... Hey, uh, that thing, like, he's like two things away from doing the same thing you do. I like what you do. Are you talking, are you talking uh, about, like, are you trying to, are you trying to say when I use the megaphone and I go, hur, hur, hur. is that what you're doing? I'm trying to say, you know, I love you. I'm trying to say, there's this other podcast and, and, and you're a beast and, and we're soldiers, right? But when you do this thing, like, I think it's funny as shit. Uh, I love it. Even if right now you had, hey, hey. No, there's this dude that does this thing and he's copying you, Smitty. I swear to God. What, wait. It is podcast. It, it rhymes with, um. It rhymes with. But it rhymes with. He only knows what it guy, rhymes with. That's what it's called. It rhymes with Smitty. It rhymes with um. Denny fell asleep. Hey, De- Denny, we'll talk to you later, pal. Call on anytime. <laughs> I think he fell asleep. All right. Anyway, he'll probably dial back. I, I can't control Denny. But yeah, I mean, th- I mean, Denny, Denny, I appreciate you, Denny, but like literally I did nothing. And Denny's in my comments saying, the content sucks. Smitty blocked me. And he's in the comments. I didn't block me. He's commenting. <laughs> so, Denny, appreciate you. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, you know, people copy us all the time. But nobody does it like us. So, we're not going to take offense. We're going to take it as flattery. But, yeah, I mean, you can let him know if you see it. Say, this is Smitty's bit. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. So, anyway... We were talking about Tony Pollard. Tony, in a nutshell, Tony Pollard season is here. In a nutshell, Tony Pollard is headed to the moon in 2022. You can either get on board or you can watch the shuttle take off. And the fact that you can draft Tony Pollard right around uh, 7, 1 to 8, 12. It's kind of a wide range. You've got to make a determination based on where he's falling in that pre-ranked list, as I mentioned over and over and over. But people will oftentimes draft him too high. Sometimes people will wait too long and he'll get taken and sniped and people are like, yeah, I missed on Pollard. It's, it's a little easier to grab a guy and not get sniped than people think. It's all about the pre-rank list. If you aren't counting the players and looking at the pre-rank list and saying to yourself, I'm 15 picks away and he's the fifth ranked player, you have to take him. In the case of Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker was literally the fifth ranked player overall when we were about 12 picks away and we couldn't do anything about it and we knew he was going to get picked off. He got picked off 
two picks before our pick. We couldn't take him early. We were in a bind. It was in one of those those spots where at 5.1 in the throne draft, we had Mike Williams or Kenneth Walker. We had to go Mike Williams. We needed a wide receiver. Part of me regrets it in, in a way, but part of me absolutely loves the fact that we got Tony Pollard later. So I, I, I think uh, Austin Starks is awful take. What? Tony Pollard as a league winner? Let me guess, Austin. You are a big Zeke Elliott proponent, and Zeke Elliott is a second rounder to you, Austin. Dial into the phone line, Austin. It's always open. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Uh, I mean, call in and talk about why it's a bad take. Dylan or ETN? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. That is, that's... Jay Wiz, that's kind of take a lap worthy. Like, ETN is a third rounder. Dylan goes, I don't know, fit, late fifth round? Where did Dylan go in the throne draft? Dylan went at, at about, it's about sixth round. So this isn't, this isn't close. This is about three rounds apart. So, baby, t- I'll make you take a little bit of a lap. Not the whole... Just a little bit of a lap, bro. Uh, try do- try dialing in again. It, it's, the phone lines are acting a little weird today. It, it hung up on you. The, it's it's like ringing like a, a time and a half, and I gotta hit the button quick. I don't know what's going on. So dialing again, uh, Austin. I'm wait. I'm waiting for the, the the what's what's my take so bad about that? I think Tony Pollard is going to the moon. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Um, it may help ev- with everyone if they see other drafts do on, on do a draft on ESPN and NFL okay Tyler we'll do an, uh, a mock draft on ESPN next time maybe tonight voicemail segment is next Evan says in my opinion I would take James Cook over Pollard I mean that's not crazy but I, I wouldn't I love Tony Pollard but you could understand that that's not crazy what's up you're live on the fantasy football show Hey, Smitty. Yeah, who's this? This is the voice. Whoa, this is the voice of the show. The Voss. The Voss. Why don't you call in more, Voss? This is the voice. Can I get a... You're watching the Fantasy Football Show live. The Football Show live. This is the Voss. What, what can I do for you? Oh, hidden hey, one. Oh, I just wanted man. to let you. Hey, listen. I just wanted to let you know you're doing a hell of a job. And what do you think about Miles Sanders? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Miles Sanders. That's a good one. Stay here. Don't hang up yet. And, and number two, I, I want you to try and call in like, I know you won't be able to do it every show, but I want you to try and call in like once a show. We need to hear from the, the, the man behind the curtain, the Voss. We'll call you the Voss or the voice. Um... I think Miles Sanders is is interesting if you can get him in the right place. But like in example, the throne draft that we're doing right now, he went. Let me let me show that draft. He went at uh, to this team right here at the five point six, and I think that's that's not crazy. But you got to look around him and see who you like more. Like, do I like Hollywood Brown who went at five point four? 
yeah, I like Hollywood Brown more. Um, ha- had Mike Williams fallen there, now there, there's a little bit of, of a distance between those two, 5.1 and 5.6, but I'm just kind of trying to paint a picture. Do I like Kenneth Walker over Sanders? Absolutely. Do I like Mitchell, who went right after him? I kind of think they're very similar, and the only difference between Mitchell and Sanders is you can cuff Mitchell to Ty Davis-Price, who's also on my breakout uh, uh, sleeper, win a league sleeper list. Um, and then A.J. Dillon went at 5.12. I'd rather have A.J. Dillon over Miles Sanders um, 10 times out of 10. I'd probably rather have Tony Pollard over Miles Sanders, but I can understand if somebody thinks Sanders could outscore him. So I'm kind of torn on that one as to whether I'm going to draft him in 2022 at all because I feel like it's hard to draft him in a reasonable place. You either have to take him in a place where I have a handful of players I like better or let him go. So I'm just letting him go. What do you what do you think about him, the voice? Well, I got uh <laughs> I like him more than I like Zeke Elliott. Yeah, okay. Um and I just uh yeah, I like him more than I like Zeke. But listen, on another note, Atlanta Falcons running back situation. Who is it going to be? Or who do you think it will be? Tyler Algier. And I have that right here. Good buddy. He is the second player. It's not really in an an order because I like Rashad White probably more than I like Tyler Algier. But I like Tyler Algier. He's right here. He's right here for a reason. They're going to potentially... Uh, we were going to draft Cordero Patterson, maybe, like we were talking about it in the throne draft, um, because he was multi-position right. eligible. But because Tyler Algier is going to probably be the starting running back at some point, if not right away, he's really, really good. He's so shifty. He's strong. Uh, he, he looks like a Ronnie Brown of old, if you remember Ronnie Brown and how physical and strong that guy was. That's what Tyler Algier reminds me of. Um, but sleeper ripped the wide receiver eligibility from Cordero Patterson. They did it today. How do you do that in the middle of drafts? People have drafted Cordero Patterson as a running back and wide receiver and sleeper ripped it from him today. We almost took Cordero Patterson because of that, that, that feature that, that added bonus and they took it away in the middle of the off season. That's irresponsible. That's reckless. Uh, but to answer your question, it's Tyler Algier season, man. I'm going to even give Tyler Algier a moon call. To the moon. Because he is, in my opinion, one of the craftiest, as you can see on my screen right here. That's why I have Tyler Algier here. One of my most crafty late players that I have to own in almost every league. These are them right here. These are all very late guys. Now, Russell Gage might climb to a point where no one's going to be able to steal him away at all. But if you take him off the table, it's these guys right here. Pollard, Tyler Algier, Ty Davis-Price, Rashad White. I really, really like these these four. And then, of course, Russell Gage. You still there, buddy? Awesome. So, so you're saying Tyler Algier to the moon. To the moon. G- give us one more. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show live. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show live. Appreciate you. 
Smitty. Hey, the Voss. El Voss, La Voss, the Voss man. I don't know what we're going to call you, but we need you to call in once <laughs> a show, buddy boy. Okay? Hey, Smitty, excellent. Keep up the good work. All and right. all the little Smittians in Smittyville. Dial. Call into the show. Let's go. 602 right, NFL Dong. 602 NFL Dong. Attaboy. Appreciate you, man. Take care. You are live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? You are officially talking to Austin. Austin, are you the one that said terrible take? I am that person. Okay, Austin, tell me first of all what is a t- what is my what's the terrible take, Austin? The 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 Tony Pollard take? A rational obsession with stat back. I can't hear you, Austin. You you got me in your pocket. I think you have an irrational obsession with stat back. A rational assessment with scat backs. Tell me how Pollard can't be an every down back. Why didn't they make him an every down back last year? Because Zeke Elliott's been there in front of him. And what it changed? Zeke Elliott got hurt, and 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 he's looking like he's falling off a cliff. Did he look like he was falling off a cliff though because he was injured? Partially. He's also got near se- he look- he's also got near seventeen hundred miles. Look, I told everyone to draft Zeke Elliott last year. He did very well in the in big picture wise. So you're you're talking to a person who literally said Zeke Elliott is a guy to go get about midway through the season. I I, I definitely I change directions as the news comes. I change as my heart uh, takes in and, and my mind takes in a situation and says, look, we got we to gotta make a change. The wind's blowing this way now. So it was trade Zeke if you can, trade him high if you can, even though I said draft him and I like him. Things change all the time. But I felt Zeke Elliott declining as the season went on, even before he was out with the injury. Now, he did struggle with the MCL injury for quite some time, but that MCL is not something that just feels great that next season when you have a big MCL injury as he did. It's going to be sore. He's going to have swelling. If he gets hit there, he's going to be out for a game or two. This isn't something that's just going to go away because he completely healed it in the offseason. MCLs are very, very tricky, especially as you're older. When you're older, injuries are a lot worse. When you're older, recovering's a lot worse. When you're older, you lose a step. Zeke Elliott has guaranteed, guaranteed, I guarantee you, Lost a step compared to last year. Every year he will be lesser from this point on. Tony Pollard is five yard per carry type of running back in the NFL. He has, yeah, is he a little bit smaller in stature or the way he looks or builds, or the way he's built or runs than Zeke Elliott comparatively? Yeah, but but Pollard is a monster between the tackles, also catching the football uh, out wide. Everywhere you place this guy, he's electric. He looks electric, he plays electric, he's got a motor, and he's fresh, young, speedy, and I can tell you right now, if he gets the volume, which maybe he doesn't get, Austin, there's a, there's a reason why Pollard's going late. There's a reason why, Austin, it, you're saying I have a rational assessment 
of my scat backs. There's a reason, Austin, this is a bold list. These are deep sleepers, Austin, not guaranteed locks that we've all come across and said this is for sure 100% going to happen. There is a reason these guys are sleepers, Austin. There's someone standing in Z. But you're, it, not, it, but, you're not pay, but you're not paying a sleeper price for him. Yes, you are. Tony Pollard's going in. Pollard, Pollard is going above Kareem Hunt, a proven asset. He's going above Kenneth Walker, a high upside rookie. He, there's a whole. He's going up. There's a whole list of guys he's going above who are proven assets in the NFL. Austin sleeper. To me, and I defined it at the top of the show, is anybody being slept on? Anybody. You could be you could be a second round sleeper. Javante Williams is a sleeper in my book because everyone's sleeping on his value. This is my world. This is how I define sleeper. I started the show talking about it that way. And Tony Pollard is being slept on to a severe degree because even if he doesn't deliver what I'm saying he will, he'll earn you in flex value. He'll earn you a 7.1, a 7.8, sometimes an 8.5 ADP value investment. That's what you're plugging into that. That is a sleeper, bro. You're talking about Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt's a sleeper now. He's no longer a standalone fourth round pick. He's going at about seven to eight round uh, territory. That's a sleeper. You could you could put him in. Kenneth Walker's a sleeper. They're bigger name sleepers than let's say a Ty Davis Price or a Tyler Algier. So you gotta you gotta label it or people lose their their shiat and they come in and say this isn't a sleeper. How is he a sleeper? I've heard of him. A sleeper is somebody you haven't heard of. Why? Because somebody said that's how you define a sleeper. Zeke Elliott is on the tipping point. And because there is a chance, and I don't know if you heard me say this, Austin, that's why I'm a little confused right now. I said, is there a shot that Zeke Elliott has one more year? Or is there even a chance he lingers for three more seasons and just kind of sits there and does what Adrian Peterson did for three years? Just average, taking up space, thorn in the side. Tony Pollard never gets in there. I've already admitted there's a certain percentage that that could happen, Austin. But there's also a percentage that this guy's not going to stay healthy because they're going to try to feed him. And he only knows one one mode, full go. And injury's extremely, extremely likely, likely for him, Austin. Extremely. Isn't that with every running back, though? No. Not, not to the degree that Elliott is facing more injury risk than most running backs in the entire NFL. And if you really believe that so not to be me. true, I don't know how to help you, Austin, because he's an older running back that's coming off an of MCL with a clear okay. eyeball test drop-off. We can see the drop-off. It's it's happening slowly and gradually because he's getting older. He's a step slower every year. That's going to happen. That's a human being. He's a human being. He's not a robot. But, he's not some... Okay, but you are, pay- you are paying 40 spots higher than somebody like Alexander Madison, who has proven that he is a three-down workhorse. And don't tell me that Ezekiel Elliott has a higher chance of getting hurt than Dalvin Cook, because he doesn't. Yeah, uh, he, 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 look, I'm, I'm a big advocate of avoiding Cook because of the labrum tears over and over. So you're, you're not going to have me sit here and say that Cook's not an injury risk, but I would say Zeke Elliott's a higher injury risk than Cook, Yes. He's older, bro. My, I guess my, 
I guess my my simple issue is, I think the price you are paying for Pollard, you are betting on an injury to Zeke, and I, I understand that you're betting on an injury to Zeke. But Part, I would partially? rather bet on an I would rather bet on an injury to somebody like like Dalvin and get uh, get Madison Madison like four to five rounds later. Who's to say yeah, I have I to choose? But who's to say I have to choose? You're you're acting like. You you can pick that and I can't. I'm a big advocate of drafting Madison deep in a draft. So like that doesn't that's a relevant comparison and conversation. I guess I guess my only issue is the price tag. That's 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 it. Just the price tag. So uh, you still you still believe awful take, huh? Awful take to say that Pollard at seventh round value can't earn that value back even if he doesn't do what I think he's going to do you don't see him as an equal potential risk to take as a a, a, a Clyde who a lot of people hate um, as a um, let's see who what other running backs are going to be around that range where he is running backs like Cordero Patterson Devin Singletary Chase Edmonds James Cook, Rashad Penny, Michael Carter, James Robinson, Isaiah Spiller. This is where these are the running backs that are going to be there. Kareem Hunt potentially, Kareem Hunt potentially, and then maybe a Clyde Edwards-Helaire. You're telling me that that is a reckless place to take Tony Pollard. I think on underdogs, the seventh round, seventh and eighth round price tag for Tony Pollard is reckless to draft him there. I just think so. Hey, man, we're all entitled to our opinions. But the only difference is, like, just to, to, to give you my perspective of your perspective, is that I don't mind your perspective. I don't think your perspective's trash. I don't think your perspective is awful. But it's funny that you think that my perspective, and I'm not mad at you, bro, but it's funny that you think my perspective's awful when you could argue both of them. Your, your perspective that you don't like Pollard there makes sense. As does my perspective that he could explode from there. He could win you a league. If he gets in there as a top is a top ten running back, you win a league. So even if you don't like it, even if you don't want to invest in it, go down that road, I would venture to say have more of an open mind to the fact that things could happen differently than you think. You know, there, there's definitely a hundred different ways these things could go. And and Elliot, it's not just injury. It's also decline. And if Pollard's out there, and you could almost bet that Pollard's going to be out there way more this year than last year, especially with the, the wide receiver room being lighter. They're going to want to throw to Pollard a little more. He's a good pass catcher. When he delivers, they're naturally hunting for a playoff spot, hunting for a division win. They're naturally going to want to get their playmakers on the field. And if Pollard's making plays, and he always does, they're going to probably shove him on the field more and more and more, even if Zeke Elliott okay. doesn't go away. Okay, but my point is, one more point, is does Pollard have any more upside than any of those other handcuffs going behind him that are that could actually start in your flex if you need them on a weekly basis? Like Kareem Hunt, like Melvin Gordon, like, the, I mean, the... Alexander Maz, oh, he's yes. not going to start on your flex. But there's, there's guys that are going rounds later than him. That's my point. I, I don't mind the debate of do you like Madison or Hunt or Pollard more. Bro, if I'm on the clock, I'm going to struggle with which one to take. You're not going to like 
get me a, a have a gotcha question or a, a take with that because those are all very arguable calls. I'm not going to sit here and say you take Madison over Pollard. You're a moron. I can't believe you did that. I can understand it. I love Madison. I'm one of Madison's biggest advocates. In fact, I snipe the cook owner in almost every draft I'm in. Madison's always living on my roster. He's a win a league player, but so is Tony Pollard. And to answer your question, and then I got to let you go. To answer your question, Tony Pollard absolutely has more upside than most every running back around him. But that's the difference between, like, we're arguing about two different things and we're not even on the same page. It really comes back down to the core of the argument. You don't believe in Pollard and I do. I see a top 5 to 10 running back if he's starting. You don't. You see him as a scat back. I don't. I see him as an electric potential 4.7 to 5 point yards per carry running back if getting fed volume. And you don't. So, like... Us arguing about the later parts of this conversation are meaningless if at the core of it, you don't like Pollard and I do. It's like That's where it ends. That's where it ends. There's no even no need to even go down the road. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be, I'd be open-minded about Pollard, bro. Take a look at some of his footage from last year. It sounds to me like you're holding on to Zeke for some reasons maybe that are understandable. You might own him in a league or something, but... I'd be I'd be careful, but hey, I gotta grab this call. Appreciate you, man. Call in anytime. Appreciate. You. I don't mind a debate. I don't mind a debate. I'll debate anybody. And and I, he was respectful about it. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty. What's up? Who is this? How's it going? I just wanted a. Uh, this is Looter. Looter. Where have you been? <laughs> oh, I'm a busy man. I actually just got back from work. Um, I just tuned into the show, listening to the the Pollard take and the debate you guys, a little debate you guys had, the Pollard and Madison. Um, I just wanted to drop some facts on Pollard because I think I think it's kind of gone under under the rug, and not everyone is fully aware of what's going on right now in Dallas. Um. So, Who, crazy for, thing hey, is that you Zeke said this healthy. is Looter, right? This is Looter. This is Looter, yes, sir. Okay, I'm gonna put you on screen, Looter. Go ahead. Not not your picture, but All just right. like the, on the phones, Looter. <laughs> okay, go. All right. So Zeke was healthy all of last year, and Pollard finished 29th. Alexander uh, Madison two, started three games, and he finished 39th. To correct you, uh, Zeke wasn't healthy all year. He played injured, but go ahead. Okay, I see. Um, but regardless, I mean, the opportunity's there, and you have to take it. Um, I think I think he's definitely a player that should be should be considered <clears throat> what's this th- what's and... this thing that you wanted to enlighten us about though because it sounded like you had like a hidden treasure oh no it was just no i mean <laughs> just in general i mean obviously the... <laughs> <laughs> like i'm going in to general, re- I mean... in 10 seconds i'm going to reveal the reason why tony pollard is gonna drop loads all over the field in 2022 it's because well, I, yeah he I mean, should be considered he got he got <laughs> 
<laughs> it's okay, Luter. I go mean, ahead. He's, he's an explosive. He's an explosive player on an explosive offense with an aging quarterback in front of him. That if you watch the tape, Zeke is washed. I mean, I was a huge Zeke fan his rookie season, and he was fantastic. You know, um, he was good for another year or two after that as well. Um, the consistency, the amount of carries he was getting, and just performing, but. Watching tape last year, and I sold him. I sold him early last year in my dynasty league, thankfully. But just watching watching tape, you can see he is not the same player at all. And I think I think Pollard. I think moving forward, Pollard gets more touches, and he's explosive, yeah. and he makes the most of them. And he doesn't finish 29th, which finished last year. He finishes ahead of that, easily into the top 25 this year. Easily. Yeah. I mean, the upside wherever he goes with it, he goes with it. So. All right, what else you got for me, Looter? Appreciate you. Yeah, that, that's about it, man. Draft Pollard, Draft Walker. Draft Pollard. Call in any time, Looter, and get in the chat more. I, I haven't seen you in a while. So um, call, call in any time. Right. Bring us a, a real treasure this next is, time. So, I, I want I want some, some I, dirt. I, I'm, always in the, I'm always in the chat community. This is, I'm I'm Looter on Sleeper, and I'm Ronaldo on Oh, uh, Ronaldo. On okay, okay. <laughs> All right, man, appreciate you. All right, appreciate you. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Who am I talking to? Hey, this is Ron. Ron, what's up, Ron? Hey, hold on a second. To the moon, baby. <laughs> I had to drop that one. What's... <laughs> hey, um, speaking of Pollard, okay, I did, I did two drafts today. I did a puppy draft and I did a, 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 a main three draft. And so in my uh, in my uh, main draft on uh, underdog, I ended up with Prescott and Stafford as my quarterback. Kind of a little shaky with some of my running backs. I ended up with Brees Hall, Eliza Mitchell, Tony Pollard, Isaiah Spiller, and Gus Edwards. Um, I think you'll like my uh, receivers. I, I had C.D. Lamb to go with Prescott, Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Boyd, Osborne, Pierce, Campbell, Washington, and he kind. And I also had uh, for my tight ends, Kelsey and Higby. What do you think of that team? Yeah, I mean, that, that works. I, I love Brees Hall. Um, you can always tweak these drafts. You find... You got to find out where that player is going that, that you're taking a little too early. I've had people say, "Hey, what do you think of my team?" And then I look at it and I'm like, "Look, an underdog, and especially underdog where you can use promo code Smitty." Okay, guys, promo code Smitty. Go to the the link in the description. Use promo code Smitty or click on this underdog banner on thefantasyfootballshow.com. But like, you literally can find these gems like DK and Walker, Kenneth Walker, around six seven. Um, Herbert and Burrow are two of my favorite guys to grab late. I feel like they fall so far. So my advice to you is, I, I think maybe to win the big bag, you're going to need to squeeze out, uh, you know, getting a, a one or two of those guys around later and then trying to fit in somebody else in between. I think most people's problem on underdog or when they do a best ball draft is they reach on a player or two because they're not patient 
And really, on underdog, you should be patient because I'm not saying everybody has money to do just draft after draft. They're 25 bucks a piece, but those are cheap little entry fees. So if you can do four or five of them on the year, spend about 125 bucks, have a nice shot at maybe getting a thousand dollars back or more because they pay a thousand dollars from 400 place to 470th place. It's a, the payouts are amazing. Um, but what you got to do is try and be patient and let players fall because the, the, the odds are the odds. Uh, you know, if, if DK is getting scooped up at the, in the third round by you and you're not pushing your luck on it, you're eventually just going to end up having a team where I look at it and I evaluate. And I'm like, I feel like you're missing one player inside the top four rounds because you squeezed everybody up when you didn't need to. There are so many players like Hall fall. Like, where did Hall fall? Where did you take Hall? Third? Where did I take Hall? Yeah. I took him. Um, well, all the, because, because this is what happened. Um, I'm going to have to let you go because um, we're running out of time, so we got to keep it short. Where where did you take Hall? Yeah, that's what I'm going to tell you. I ended up taking Hall and 3-7, um, 37. I can tell. I can tell. Third round, I'm putting, putting three fingers up. You took him too early. But all, I, all the... All, all the all the all the running backs were gone by then because um, I picked um, CD Lamb in the first round and came around because I had I CD, had uh, CD uh, Lamb's too early CD Lamb's too early. See, you're starting off like I'm not saying actually, you didn't. Actually, oh, that was the second round. Huh? That was the second round. I'm sorry. He okay. was the second round. I picked up uh, Kelsey and CD Lamb. Then I came back and I picked up uh, Prescott. And then Brees Hall, because all the running backs are pretty much gone. Is this a one QB league? All the top tier. Huh? This is a one QB or is this a super flex? No, this is a uh, one QB. And you took Dak in this third round? I took him. His ADP is 85. I took him at 84. Okay. I waited for Dak. I, no, I waited for Dak to okay. come down to me. Uh, I, I mean... I got uh, Mitchell at sixty, his sixty-nine. Yeah. I got Pollard so, at eighty-five, which he had eighty-five. Yeah, here um, I can tell you real quick, and I gotta let you go. But here, here, call back anytime. I'm not. I'm not trying to rush you off. I just got. I gotta. I gotta get to these voicemails. But I'm gonna tell you right now. It was you did a little reach or a little reach city there, okay? Because Brees Hall, even though we took Brees Hall at three point one in the throne draft, there's a lot of context around that. There were no running backs left. He was high on the pre-rank list. I can pretty much almost guarantee you that Brees Hall was not at the top of the pre-rank list. He was probably still a ways down. You have to use the odds game when you're doing multiple drafts on underdog because you can afford to be patient. You can afford to mess up a draft and get sniped. But what you can't afford to do is grab people too early because at the end of the day, you're not going to win with the team if you're reaching. Kelsey's not a first rounder in my opinion. Kelsey's a second rounder. I know there's no Tyreek Hill, but you can't. You can only water a plant so much. Kelsey's getting enough water, enough well, targets. There's not much more he can do. The only thing that's going to probably happen is the defenses are going to focus on him more and shutting him down more. He's going to take bigger hits than normal. Kelsey doesn't get a bump because Tyreek Hill's gone. Kelsey increases an in injury risk if 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 I'm sorry because Hill's gone. Hill being gone increases his injury risk. He's also older. He's also already at that point where we worry about him missing multiple games because he's gone so long without doing it. 
it's kind of hard to imagine it's, con- it's going to continue. It could. I'm not saying he won't for sure earn you your first round value back, but he has to hit a home run in order for you to get that value back. So you started off the draft with the reach. I don't mind the lamb part. You reached again with Hall. Uh, this is all constructive criticism because I want you to dominate, bro. It's not because I'm trying to be like a, yeah. a, a, a jerk about it. I, I'm just saying you could have got you could have got Hall in round four still, regardless of of because his ADP is round four. Um, or, or if you ended up getting sniped, I feel like it was still a reach given the ADP. And that's and that's coming from a person yeah, that just took honestly, Hall at three point one, but in context, it is a different league. Honestly. Brees Hall was the next one on the board, and I had no running backs at that point. Okay. So that's why I took him when yeah. I took him. I reached him because they were gone, and I'd rather have him reach a little bit for Brees Hall and have somebody I, yeah, than I, have nobody. I guess my, my I guess my my next question would or my next comment would just be Kelsey put you in a, a spiral to where you're chasing running back, chasing wide receiver. That's why early tight end doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, that's why I as well. I mean, I think my puppy draft was a little bit better because I got it up with Mahomes. Yeah. And then I got uh, Najee Harris, Brees Hall, Herbert, Edwards. All but right, my bro. My wide receivers, I ended up with Williams, Metcalf, and Hopkins. So. All right, man. I got to let you go because we got to keep things moving. Appreciate, right, later, pre- buddy. Appreciate you, pal. Right, D- don't take offense to me hanging up on you. I just got to keep things going. We, we're aggressive here. We're aggressive here. We we can't slow down. In fact, we might have a new thing where we just hang up on people if they're if they're taking their time. It's not it's not a it's not a, a, a offensive type of thing. I don't want people to to get all upset at me. You know, I could see Denny getting mad and 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 writing in my comments that the content's horrible if I hang up on him. But what's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. This is a power hour phone segment. Don't spit out your entire line, lineup and life story or bring your grandma on the phone. What can I do for you? Smitty, it's Jocelyn to the moon. How are you, buddy? Jocelyn, what is up? Jocelyn is this guy right here, the highest super chatter of the entire year in a single live stream. 300 bucks. Jocelyn, what can I do for you? Yeah, man, I just wanted to know, um, who would you rather have as an RB3 slash flex? Um, Tony Pollard or A.J. Dillon? Um, probably AJ Dillon, but I want both of them. And I, I, I don't think you could go wrong, but AJ Dillon feels a little more locked into right now volume. Whereas, you know, Pollard's going to definitely try and earn it. Um, and, and I think he will. And I think he could be, he could, he could outscore him, but it's like these two are, are neck and neck. They're neck and neck, man. You know, like you could, you could, I, okay. you could talk, you could, you could, the wind could blow one way and I could go back to Pollard. I could go back to Pollard, but I feel like Jones is our AJ Dillon's already got a good grip, so he's already flex worthy, and and Pollard's kind of questionable flex worthy, but he's he's kind of there. Okay, all right, all right, yeah, man. Uh, because in a lot of the mock drafts that I've been doing around like round six, seven, or eight, you know, see that you know Pollard and Dillon yeah. are always there around those three rounds, so. So, I mean, normally I'm targeting either Pollard or Dylan as my flex. So I just wanted to see, I just wanted to see what you thought about that. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I would take one in one league and one in the other. They're that close to me. I could go either way. You know what I mean? If I had two drafts side by side, I would diversify, take Pollard in one, AJ Dylan in the other. 
I would struggle if I only had one draft and they're both on the board. So it, you really can't go wrong. Um, one will probably outscore the other, so you, you'll ultimately be wrong. But I mean, you can't assessment wise up front can't really tell which one's going to have more volume because there's obstacles in both their ways. I think Aaron Jones is probably he's injury prone, you know. Too he hasn't shaken that injury prone label. He really hasn't. People could say he has, but he he hasn't. He's getting older. That injury concern is definitely going to pop back up. Uh, but but it, it's pretty close, man. Okay. All right. All right, Smitty, man, that's the uh, that's the only question that I have for the day. Uh, just keep up the good work and Jocelyn to the moon. Jocelyn to the moon. I appreciate you, buddy boy. Thanks for the super chat. Jocelyn, man, Jocelyn to the moon. Let's let's do a little moonshot for Jocelyn. He is the to highest the super chatter of the year in a single live stream. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, Smitty. Hey, Smitty, this is Draper. I got a question Draper. for you about... Um, Go fast. Sorry, I'm drawing a, James Conner. James Conner. Sorry, I was drawing a blank. James Conner, every mock draft I'm doing, I'm seeing that uh, a lot of people are starting to reach for him, sometimes as early as the second round, mainly the second and the third. And so I'm comparing him against some of the other backs that are kind of below him and just slightly ahead of him. What do you think about him going into this season? I know that obviously the Chase Edmonds departure uh, definitely, I think, inflates his value a little bit. Daryl Williams, not sure what that's going to mean for him. Uh, What are your thoughts on James Conner? Um, I like James. I think we're going to start implementing this clock. You're going to get 30 seconds to deliver your question, and then you're gone. And and, and I I feel I feel bad for Ron. I'm not trying to rush you off. I'm I'm implementing this after your call. I I feel bad because right. Ron, I didn't know that was you. You said Ron, and I honestly, Ron, I'd be I'd be lying to you if I if someone said a first name and I I knew what anybody was talking about. You know how, how many names come through this year and go out this year, Ron. So I actually feel bad because Ron was like, Ron's been super chatting like a madman and I like rush him off the phone and, you know. So Ron, my apologies, but it, this is the the flow of the show. It's nothing to do with you. And, and I'd love to talk more about this stuff. And join my text line, Ron, if you aren't already on it. You're probably on it. You've probably been texting me and I don't even know it. Like that's how, that's how things go one, one, one ear and the other. So Ron, order the text service. You can, you and I can go back and forth on this stuff. But I think we're going to implement the timer now, and you literally get hung up on once the timer is over. That's just, unless I I deem that it's such a great debate or conversation, we'll go for it. Connor, I worry about Connor in the throne draft. He got taken at at in the third round, and and it's not that I don't like Connor. I predicted Connor. Nobody in the industry. This sounds arrogant when I say stuff like this, but it's fact. It's fact. No one in the industry documented what I documented when Lev Bell was not even hurt. He wasn't even talking about a holdout. No one thought he was going to hold out. He wanted a new contract, but there was no talk about a holdout. I wrote a bold prediction. I went on NBC Sports Radio. I said, James Conner is going to win leagues for people. People said, who? James Conner, isn't he the, is he even the backup in Pittsburgh? James Conner will win leagues for people. Then Lev Bell started getting unhappy. Then Lev Bell, hell, and then oh, before you know it, this guy James Conner wins leagues for people. Absolutely wins leagues for people. That was when he was undervalued. Then people bought into him. You paid a high price tag. He failed you. Then he came in under the radar again, and he kind of won leagues for people last year. Now you're paying the price tag again. There's a pattern here, and when you've got to pay the high price tag for Conner. It hasn't worked out, and I'm not... It's not that I don't believe he could do it. 
He feels like he's in a real prime position in Arizona. Again, I'm in Arizona, but it's like, I don't know. I see ETN. I see Brees Hall almost eight times out of 10 getting drafted right where Connor goes or after. And I can't for the life of me take Connor over ETN or Brees Hall because they're my breakouts. I can't for the life of me take Connor over about three or four players that are often there. AJ Brown, Josh Allen, and I do like waiting on Burrow and Herbert if I think I can. So I'm not a, I'm not all about early quarterback. But it's just Connor's going in the third round. It's too much for me. It's too much for me. Fourth round, I'd be okay, but I'm not at- taking him as my third. If I had Connor as my third drafted player on my team, I'm looking at my team and I'm not excited about it. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way, but I was looking at some of the other backs that are around him. I'm looking like at an Aaron Jones and a Leonard Fournette and a Kamara and a Barkley, right? And I'm, I'm looking at these other backs that are in that tier, and I'm just I'm nervous about those guys too. So, I mean, at least in Arizona, I feel like Connor's going to get the majority of the touches. Uh, some of those other guys, I mean, I don't feel that way about them. So that's kind of why I feel like it's hard to maybe pass them in that situation, but that's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah. All right, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Call in any time. All right. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. You have 30 seconds. Good, buddy. All right. This is going to be really quick. Um, any auction advice would be um, amazing towards the chat. We would all love it. Uh, auction advice. I'm going to say, bro, that you uh, you want to definitely call out players you don't want that are high dollar. The higher, the better. The number one overall player, Christian McCaffrey or, or JT, whatever. Call them out. Get people spending. Don't get impatient and say the names of the players you want people that do that they end up having driving the price tag up it, it's going to ruin the opportunity you'll have later when everybody's already spent their money um and, and, and i passed that it's flow of draft it, and it's Brees hall it's it's like i've said before over and over it's you know burrow later i think more than any of the other quarterbacks because in the throne draft right now Burrow just went at 7.8. 7.8. There are people that just don't see Burrow as a top four quarterback. I don't even understand it. Mahomes falls, but I would only take one of those quarterbacks if they go really cheaply. But drive prices up, get people spending money, and then hope that someone else calls the player you want out. And I kind of let the, the bid get really close to the end before I get into it. So that I'm not like driving it with three or four people. Think about it. If there's three or four people going duh, 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 and the price keeps going up fast, it makes people think this is a hot commodity right here. So try not to add to the back and forth until the very end at the player the player that you want. That's another trick. Amazing. Thank you, Smitty. All right, appreciate appreciate it. All right, we got any other calls? Dial in. Dial in to the show. Um Let's go to the voicemail group. I'm sorry. I might have to play some of these tomorrow. You guys loaded up, loaded me up with voicemails. I, I love it. Hey, Smitty, who do you have winning the boxing match between Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell? Who's winning the boxing match between AP and Le'Veon Bell? Um, AP. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? Shrink! Smitty, I've been trying to get you all night. What's up, fake Swayze? 
All right, you got, bro. You got thirty seconds. Sorry, I had to use the toilet while I was while I was waiting because I kept calling. I couldn't get through. All right, you got you got twenty four seconds. Okay, I'm uh, The new breaking news. Did you see the breaking news about the running backs? Uh, what running backs? You got fourteen seconds. You got Adrian Peterson. Yes. You- you got Adrian Peterson versus Le'Veon Bell in a boxing match. Who do you got? Yes, sir. I'm going to go with AP. And he's out of here. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Uh, the Bruce. Hey, Smitty, who's a better backup to grab later? Tony Pollard or Alexander Madison? Uh, we had that. That was a debate earlier. So, Tony Pollard. But I do think Madison is a must grab, and you can kind of get both. Hey, Smitty, what later round tight end do you like between Dawson Knox, Dallas Goddard, and Pat Fryermuth? Knox, Goddard, Fryermuth. Uh, probably going to go with Knox, Fryermuth, Goddard in that order if I had to, to pick. But it, it's the, the Muth and Goddard one's pretty close, but Knox probably first. Um, Knox is just a touchdown guy. Muth I love a lot, but he's got... I mean, he doesn't have Josh Allen throwing him the ball. So, Josh Allen's the, the kicker on that hey, one. Smitty, do you think Antonio Gibson is worth a first and second round 2023 pick? Uh, Gibson a what? A first? Hey, Smitty, do you think Antonio Gibson is worth a first and second round 2023 If pick? it's a late first rounder, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I would. For a late first rounder. But don't, don't talk yourself into pretending it's a late first rounder when it's an early. Like, people do that. They're like... Hey, Smitty, it's a late first rounder. Is it? Or do you just want me to sign off on the trade? So make sure it really is a late pick. Smitty, Ryan. My question for you is what's the uh, best late round value? We're talking like rounds 7, 8, 9, 10. Um, personally, I like Brandon Cooks. He's been super consistent, top 15 wide receiver every year for like the past four or five years, except for one. Um really like him. I, I find myself taking him everywhere. What's your value? Uh, good question. I'll answer that after. You're live in the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, Smitty. This is great. I'm watching you live right now. I'm an absolute maniac. I've already done 150 underdog. I've already maxed it out. I'm thinking, why don't we go over my top exposures and see what you think? You've got 19 seconds. That's going to be hard. (laughs) Now, uh, give me one second here. Let me just give you the top of each. My exposure for running back at 54%. I maxed all of them out, 150. I got David Montgomery at 54%. I got Brees Hall at 40%. I like that. I'm a freaking maniac. I like that. 150. I got Adam Thielen. I got Adam Thielen at 31%, my highest person, Debo at 28%. I got Dotson uh, at 25%, wide receiver exposure. I like, I, I, like up the, I love uh, the Brees Hall. Not huge on Thielen myself, but, hey, trust your gut. He's always kind of steady, Eddie. So. Yeah, and and it's a, and that's a late one. That's kind of late. Like it's a sixth six round or something. Yeah. Um, quickly here for tight end, and you got to you got to keep in mind right. some of the higher. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm reset your timer here. to thirty. It might even be. My... I'm gonna reset your timer to thirty seconds. So hit me with the best thing you got, and then and then the, and then we're jumping. Go. 
Okay. Well, either way, what, who, who do you like right now? Uh, right now, I really like Hayden Hurst as like your second, my second or third tight end as a flyer with Joe, Joe Burrow. Um, so I'm really happy about uh, him getting him like as my second or third, like in uh, an underdog. What do you think about something like that? Like who are you liking as a uh, maybe a as your second, third? You're not counting on him as your like uh, your main guy, but you mean who at, do you t- like? at tight end? At tight end, yeah, yeah, at tight end. Uh, I I'll probably say my favorite like second player to grab is probably going to be, I mean, Friermuth going in like 10th or 11th round. Um, if you're able to get two, Cole Komet's a good late guy to grab. Uh, Gesicki's pretty decent to grab. Uh, uh, Goddard's probably not going to fall to your second drafted tight end. He's too good. Uh, Noah Fant's falling. He's okay. Tunyon's pretty good as your second tight end. Hurst is okay as your second tight end. Um, Hooper, like really I'm, not, late. I'm not real big late, on Hooper. Really I'm not real big on Hooper. Uh, Taysom Hill is very interesting. If you get completely sniped and you get to the the end of it, and you're like, you know, crap. And then Taysom Hill's there, and there's no tight ends left. It's like he's kind of an emergency. Like, oh, cra- well, I crapped the bed here. Let me just grab him. But that that's what I'm thinking. All right, man, I gotta let you go. Call back if you got another question. You can definitely cycle right, thanks, back. Through. Appreciate thanks, you. Buddy. Um, yeah, we gotta we gotta do something about about the speed of 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 the calls but we'll we'll figure it out in good measure maybe we'll have you guys vote hang up and if there's too many too many votes in a row we hang up i mean you got to keep the call interesting what who am i talking to right now it's scott hey smitty keep it spicy uh, something that might help these guys man i don't think they're understanding about the queue you're going in putting the players that you want in your queue and then uh watching as the draft falls seeing where the players are falling i don't think everybody's understanding that they're just getting hyped up on the players they want. Because if you actually go to some of these other drafts and you look and you do that, you'll pick up these players that we're talking about late, late, late. I mean, I explain it all the time, man. That everything's about the pre-ranked list. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, just, they're, they're, just, they're just not comprehending it because the only drafts that they're watching is, is, is the football show. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah they're but I, 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 I mean, I explain it pretty good detail i say i say over and over like i beat it like a dead horse man i say everything revolves around the pre-rank list if you're sitting there and Brees hall is the the eighth running back down that means overall he's like the yep. 25th overall player ranked by the pre-rank list and if you are on the clock and Brees hall is the 25 ranked player or the 10th ranked running back there's no reason you need to grab him at that spot. He's going to, on average, especially when we're doing best ball and we're talking underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, then you're talking about a, a, an easy call. Let him go. Let him go. He'll come back around. If he doesn't, do another underdog draft. The odds are he'll he'll come back around three times out of four. And so let it happen. Let it happen. Let it come naturally yep. to you. Don't force anything. Use your pre-rank. Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I hammer okay. at home a lot, bro. I, I, I maybe I got to do it more. I know, I'll try. I know, I know you do. I know you do. They're just, they're just not, they're just not comprehending it. But uh, it's, uh, I got Hall in the six, and I got uh, Kenneth Walker in the eight, eight point nine. Yeah. Today, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing some of my drafts in my league early because I'm sniping these players that a lot of them are the ones that I have to work the waiver wire really hard during the year to get. We're getting them early. Yeah. That's what it is. All right, buddy. But I appreciate the content and everything, Smitty. Thank you. I appreciate you calling anytime. 
Uh, Ron, I see the super chat here. How do I join the text? And I understand you have to keep the flow going. No stress here. Ron's easy going, bro. This guy, Ron. This guy, Ron's just with the boys on the submarine. Like, there's probably no more chill dude than Ron. Ron will probably... Ron in a life or death death situation would probably be really common collective. This guy, Ron, right here. This is the guy you want on your six when something's going down that's life-threatening. This guy's got your back. Uh, Ron, uh, DM me on Instagram or email me through uh, uh, thefantasyfootballshow.com. There's a contact form. Email me through thefantasyfootballshow.com or DM me on Instagram. But it's basically on on thefantasyfootballshow.com. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What can I do for you? But, Smitty, what do we do if we stutter? (laughs) Uh, Who is this? Is this Terry? Yep. What's up, Terry? Terry, you got 40 (laughs) seconds. Everyone else gets 30. You get 40. Go. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, that... Yeah, that's still a down down to thirty. That really is. <laughs> well, now you got twenty four. Go. Uh, 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 what do you, uh, What do you think about uh, about the uh, Lions upside this this year and beyond with the way they drafted? With who? Kyler. The the Lions. Oh, the Lions. They need, they need a quarterback, and then I think yeah. they're set. I mean, everything's on hold. From a from like a full go full full throttle perspective until they get a quarterback in there, but Swift's gonna ball out. Swift's gonna have a big year. I think St. St. Uh, Brown's gonna do well and have a big year. Jamison Williams is gonna take another season to get to get completely right. I think by double digit weeks we'll be getting a taste of what Jamison Williams is all about, whether he's the real deal or not, whether he's the number one wide receiver in the entire draft class. I think Justin Ross and Jamison Williams are the two wide receivers to watch. Not the other guys. I like Garrett Wilson. I like Drake London. I'm not saying they're not good wide receivers, but these are Elijah Moore's. These are Garrett Wilson is another Elijah Moore. Drake London, in my opinion, is another Elijah Moore. And you might get really upset if you're a big Drake London supporter or a dynasty owner, but I don't feel right now, and this could change, and I could eat crow later, and I'm not going to even care because we haven't seen him play yet in the NFL. Um, not that I don't make bold calls all the time without seeing players play. I haven't seen Brees Hall play in the NFL, but I haven't seen I've seen Brees Hall do enough for me to think he will do well. I haven't seen enough for me to think that Drake London's going to take the league by storm. And so yeah, when it comes well, yeah. to when it comes to uh, uh, a guy like uh, Jamison Williams, eventually I think he's going to get unleashed and look good and be you know healthy and show that explosion. His acceleration's phenomenal. He needs to get that acceleration back, which will take some time. Might be into next offseason before we get some of that back. Uh, but, but yeah, Lions are a year away. They'll get another quarterback. The starting quarterback in 2023 is not currently on the, the Lions 2022 roster, in my opinion. So we're, we're a ways away, but yeah. we'll see a lot of goodness coming from the Lions. They're going to have a pretty improved offense, and, and uh, you know, they'll do well. They'll do well enough. Yeah, I can't wait till they get a quarterback. We'll really get to see our upside. Yeah. What they're going to be capable of. Appreciate you, Terry. All right. Later, pal. Sorry, I went over like a 40 seconds. That's right, Terry. I knew it was going to happen. There ain't no way. I'd be like, where is it? Where is it? It's all right, Terry. Appreciate you. <laughs> all right. Later. Uh, Ron, Ron, email me, Ron. Okay. <laughs> you guys are you guys are like Twitter in the chat. Ruthless, man. 
uh, d- during most of these calls now, everyone's like, finish him. <laughs> I mean, maybe we do need to have like a vote, you know? Like if I see four thumbs down in a row or four thumbs up in a row. Well, no, if, if I see four thumbs down in a row, I hit the button. You know, maybe we go that route. If there's four thumbs down in a row, because it's hard for four people to do that. If you really like the call, you're not going to take part in that. Four thumbs down in a row, you're deuced. And we'll have a deuce button. Finish him. He's deuced or whatever. So let's try it out with the next caller. (laughs) So call in. You've got to stay entertaining. If we get four thumbs down in a row, you're gone. No complaining. No Denny getting upset at me later, Denny, because the the audience decided for me to hang up on you. I can't have you taking offense to it. Even Terry. If Terry calls up, maybe Terry's commanded so much respect that he could babble and whatever he wants and no one's going to thumb down him. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Here we go. Test subject number one. Entertain the people. You get four thumbs down, pal. Whoever this is on the phone, I hang up. So it's up to you. What can I do for you? You're live. Hi. In uh, in regards to ADP, who uh, who was the biggest bust for wide receiver and running back? I'll take my uh, answer offline. Thanks. Whoa. Dude, dude, dude got in and out. Uh, ADP. <laughs> I forgot his question. <laughs> <laughs> ADP from last year or this year biggest bust? What did he say? What did he say? Last year or this year? I think he's maybe saying this year. Based on ADP, I'll give an answer for this year. Uh, based on ADP, Fournette comes to mind. <laughs> Fournette comes to mind. Uh, uh, Elliot in the third round. I'm looking at the throne draft right now. Third round, Elliot comes to mind. What are people drafting Elliot for in the third and fourth round? I don't understand it, especially third or, I'm sorry, second and third round. Fourth round, I can understand Elliot in the fourth round. But not Elliot in the second or third round. Uh, Fournette in round two is just an absolute disaster waiting to happen. Just an absolute debacle. Just one of the worst. D- uh, J.K. Dobbins in the third round. Are people not listening when I tell them that he's not ready? That I don't understand. Uh, okay. Anybody got any big... <laughs> Anybody want to call in and test out the new theory or the new the new system, the new setup, the thumb down setup? <laughs> we got to have this is what we got to do. What's up? You're live on the fantasy football show, buddy. Um, just to let you know, you get hung up on if you aren't entertaining and I work for the people and if the people say you aren't doing an entertaining job. I've got to hit the button. So go ahead. You're you're live. What are your thoughts about Leonard Fournette showing up to camp looking like a BBW? <laughs> I don't think you're going to get thumbed down on that one. I think I think people are going to let you stay. I don't think you should have hung up. I think you sold yourself short. I think you thought our audience wasn't going to be entertained by you, and you just deuced out when you probably would have got a bunch of thumbs up. Vamp's thumbing you up. Vamp liked it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, I think Leonard Fournette came to work. It is about as bad as coming to work without pants on. He came in overweight, 
He came in, dropping footballs, and the player that they drafted that's nipping at his heels came in hungry and said, the job's mine. Who do you think's going to win? Mr. Leonard Fournette that's disappointed in the past? I don't think so. I don't think so. I. Who do you think's going to win this battle? Uh, Brian says he's not overweight. Brian, there's photos of it, bro. All right, I'm gonna set up the. I'm gonna set up a nice system for this for the phone lines. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna do it right. I'm gonna have it very smooth. I'm gonna participate too. If I don't like the topic, I'm gonna hit the button. I'm gonna hit the button. It's gonna be as sim- similar to uh, America's Got Talent. Red X goes up. Red X goes up. Your third red X or the thumb down goes up. You're done. You're done. The phone call disconnects. That's it. We move on. No hard feelings. It's the way the show is. Understand the concept when you call in. Don't get all mad later. Don't go sipping on grandpa's cough medicine and get all upset at me later thinking I I banned you, Denny. That's me. All right, guys. We are out of here. Appreciate every single one of you. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That means I'll be back tomorrow live and in person. Uh, do the price is right, Smitty Horn. Silver, appreciate all your work. You're, you you beast of a mod, you. Smitty, do you trade two twenty three first for Claypool and Claypool for JJ? Justin Jefferson? If As long as one of them is not the 1.1 guaranteed, yes, I do that. I go get JJ. Pretty, pretty easy call for me. Um, meet the Woo, appreciate you. Go to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your one-on-one text advice with me. De- uh, 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 Ron, that's where you get it. You just order the one of the services that is the text line. But you can, Ron, you can you can message me. You can you can DM me on IG. Ron dropping another super chat. Look at this beast, man. Uh, call in thirty second clock. Yeah, we're gonna do something exciting. Let me let me reset this uh, timer. Um, so thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your one-on-one text advice with Smitty. Get your bold predictions, your rankings. I invented the trade calculator in 2003, the instant-based trade calculator, and I've improved it every year. You can do multiple player trades. It uses auction dollars and gives you an auction dollar amount so you can't trick it. You can do a three-for-one, a two-for-one. Imagine if you had $100 to spend in an auction. This trade calculator will tell you how much these players add up to, how much these players add up to, and it gives you a real good indication as to what you're you're paying and what you should trade. So get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Play Underdog Fantasy by going to thefantasyfootballshow.com and clicking on the Underdog banner at the top heading of the site or just click the link in the description below. Get into these best ball underdog drafts we're talking about where you can scoop up these guys we're talking about constantly uh, before their ADPs rise. And I answer every comment. See you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Later, Blackbeard. Later, Ricky. Later, BW. Ron, you're the man. I appreciate you, Ron. Silver. Robert. Official. Ricky. Ron's got our six. Terry Roberts, appreciate you. Kenny P, of course, I appreciate Kenny. Ryan, I appreciate you. Vamp. BW in the hizzy. Hazelnut, like seeing Hazelnut in here. Andrew Grace, appreciate you. RGB in the house. Jeb, Jeb's the man. Sonny, Sonny, 
in the building, people. Freak, fake Swayze, Tyler, Tyler, my man, Rod. What's up, Rod? Appreciate every single one of you. I will see you all tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern. I imagine we're doing some mock drafting tonight. Who wants to mock draft tonight? Everybody want to mock draft tonight? Hit that thumb up button on your way out the door. Smash it. Dalvin, cook it. We only have, do we have 100, we have over 100 eyeballs still in here at the end. Do we have 100 thumbs up? That's the question. Punch the thumbs up button. Let's mock draft tonight. We'll probably do an emergency live stream tomorrow. And then I'll see you at 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. That means we'll probably do two lives before tomorrow's regular scheduled 7 p.m. Eastern. Who goes live more than me, Terry? 102 thumbs up. That's a good day's work, Terry. You can clock out. Later, Denny. Denny, I appreciate you. See you all tonight for some mock drafts. Rookie mock drafts? Sure, remind me. Peace out.